It's episode 162. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your host, Shane Chapman and Way Laurent. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Morning, everyone. Merry oh. Christmas. Whoa, you got a oh, I didn't mean oh, to start a quick cut on that. Hey? I really didn't mean to You want to start that over? Should we pretend this didn't happen? There we go. Now you're back on track. Yeah, this is, uh, we came to a realization today, Bryce, just Did you we? and me here today, that uh, today's the last Thursday of podcast recording before we're off for a couple of weeks. And we, so we got to load them up. Yeah, we, the people need it. They need it they over the holidays. Like, we don't expect, yeah. <laughs> don't be just paying all attention to your family and forgetting about little Shane and Brace and Wade. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta keep in touch with them over the holidays. It's like a fix. So we're having a, a, a three-way today. Is that what you want to call it? <laughs> <laughs> I chose my words and I'm not turning back now. A three-way on the pod, well, it's not on the podcast. It's well, a three-way of pod- podcasts today. Yeah. A triple banger was a triple first Triple bang. <laughs> That was in my head first, so I think you should be happy with three. I am happy with so three. So three episodes we're going to record today. This is the first of three. Uh, this will be the most energetic. <laughs> but <laughs> you're already like zero energy. I'm pretty low on energy today, man. It's been we had Christmas parties this year, for the, which is wonderful for the yes. first time in a couple years. We had our contractor come and go nights. We had uh, in Regina on Tuesday. Tuesday. We had Saskatoon last night. You partied hard on Tuesday. Tuesday, I, yeah, not late. Not hard. Like, I was home b- before midnight. It started at 4.30, though. I just want to mention, it's yes. not like it's... <laughs> I know. That's the part you forget. It's like, oh, we're done at 11? But, oh, my God. Well, you started seven hours ago. Right, though. exactly. And, yeah, so I had a few drinks that night. Last night, I drove up to Saskatoon. Yesterday afternoon, I drove up to Saskatoon to be to take part in the Saskatoon event. And I just had a couple drinks around supper time, and then I stopped, and I just drank Coca-Cola Zero. Oh, yeah. Is that the new one? Uh, zero well, new sugar, can. Zero it's a new can, same shit as before. Well, they, I think they say it tastes better. I don't know that it's, I haven't noticed. You haven't noticed? The but black, it's changed from a black can to a red can. Yeah, the black cans were just zero, Coke zero. Yeah, but I don't think. The new ones are Coke zero sugar. Yeah, what, I don't know. They don't, didn't have any sugar either. So I don't that, know. So that's what made them zero. So, I don't know. Anyway, so I'm not, I'm not burnt out. I'm not hung over at all. Like I only had like two or three drinks at like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. five to six and then like Coca-Cola's from six to 11. And then I hit the road and drove back. Riding uh, all that fake sugar. To Regina last night. Yeah. <laughs> and why awake? Like it's a two and a half hour drive, but I found myself just like. It was the wind howling. Really into it. it into the. Into the, the drive. Long, dark. Into the. Yeah. Highway. People thought I was crazy. Saskatchewan. Like they're all like, don't leave. It's 11 o'clock. It's like, yeah, but I'm like, I'm sober and fine and right, I want to be exactly. home tonight. Yeah. You guys are loaded. I can understand why you wouldn't want to drive home tonight, but I do. Right. I don't want to. Exactly. And then they ended up being there till like, looks like 4.30 or 5 in the morning. So I'm glad I got out of there. Wade made his last text at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I'm so not going to be in at 8 o'clock tomorrow. I left at a good time. <laughs> so then I got here just peachy time this morning. Just peachy. So. But I'm a little tired because I didn't get to bed till like 3 and then my kids are up at 7. So I'm like, let alone sleep. Right. But high on life. How was the elf this morning? What uh, did he do good. last night? He he um, he stacked. So how do I explain this? He stacked two toilet paper, full toilet paper rolls on top of each other. Got in the middle of them. Oh yeah. Put the third one on like a hat. Oh. And decorated it like a snowman. So it was a toilet paper snowman. That he was like. And then when you pulled it apart, he was in there. Uh. Well, the his you could like, see him you could see him okay the third ball like the third toilet paper roll in his head was like tilted back so you could see he was peeking oh, out from underneath okay, it was like he okay. was wearing a what am, what does Dana call him he was wearing a shit ticket snowman <laughs> <laughs> shit ticket snowman that's uh speaking of words we almost made the five minute mark before I swore yeah oh well I feel really comfortable with shit like the word shit <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah. Like I don't like, I don't think I've ever dropped an F-bomb. Uh, uh, no, we saved those so. for Simon from like down Deck Expo last year. He was ripping off F-bombs. He was just like dropping was, them. Oh, it was ridiculous. But uh, that's okay. But I've, I've 162 episodes in, I don't think I've dropped an F-bomb once. Uh, well. Shit is my go-to. Maybe I'll have to go find it. No, that's good. <laughs> if I haven't done it yet, 
You're not getting it out of me. What do you got today? Well, it's I hope the- it's Christmassy. It oh. is. Beautiful. It's the Christmas edition of the moment of uselessness. This makes me so happy. How do you feel about Christmas music in general? I love Christmas music. Do you? Me too. And so does Dana. So this upstairs head office thing we got going on right now is great. I don't even need to play it. It just, you guys blast. Turn it, it. up. And Dana sings it a Dana lot. Dana sings it. Good for her. Yeah. She loves Christmas music. I also yeah. like Christmas music. I like Christmas. But these are the eight strangest Christmas traditions. Oh, goody, goody. From around the world. Here we go. So. In uh, Austria, have you ever heard about Kramp? Krampus? Krampus, yeah. Krampus. I think so. Hairy beast that yeah. snatches misbehaving children right. and puts them in his wicker basket, serving as San- St. Nicholas's creepy enforcer. Right. So he just like goes around Alpine villages throwing kids in a sack. I feel like this would be... Way more effective yeah. than the Who Santa, needs Santa will do good things for good kids. No. Yeah. The bad guy comes out and gets be you a little shithead. The Krampus will yeah. put so you in your wicker so basket. That's the first one. On December 5th in uh, in some Alpine villages, they celebrate celebrate Krampus Snocked, where dozens of men dress, dressed up as half-coat demons Get parade through the streets. <laughs> Wow. And terrorize Just children. sheer terror. Right. Yeah, exactly. that's good. That'd be fun. Um, Seems like something you can't do anymore. Okay. In Catalonia, so that's... Uh, I don't know where that is. Northeast Spain. Okay. Um, there's the pooper and the pooping log. That sounds like it's right up my alley. So there's a picture here. There's this little guy taking a dump. Wow. Uh, for some inexplicable reason, Catalans observe not one, but two poo-based Christmas traditions that will put a smile on your face. Like, this is a little ornament of a little dude, like, squatting and pooping. Yeah, there's That's actually, if we had a better version of this picture, there's poop on that little statue. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if I want to dive into this more or just go next. Like, it's, this is intriguing to me, though. Like, what's... Uh, it's, why? So the is fir- there a why to this? I don't know if there is a why to it, um, but the first is a figurine of a pantsless peasant laying <laughs> laying the cable, laying his yule log, <laughs> uh, and he's usually snuck into nativity scenes alongside Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm ordering one. Okay, and that's going into my in laws, my mother in law's nativity scene that she cherishes. The dude taking so closely to her heart and hides baby Jesus until Christmas morning. Uh, whatever this guy's name is, uh, the Yule lad, the layer of logs, Kaganer. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm actually writing this down. What's he called? C A G A N E R. Yep. Okay. The Merry second Christmas to me is uh, Kagatio or the pooping log. Which is a small stick with a smile on its face that lives on the dinner table in December and is fed every day with nuts and sweets and kept warm in a blanket, then gets beaten with sticks on Christmas Eve Holy. to poop out presents. In reality, the kids oh, this is a, duck out to pray. This is a pinata. Yeah, he's it's a pinata. It's a poop pinata. He's a poop pinata. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. That sounds like a tradition I'd like to adopt. So that's in Spain. Good. The Yule Lads in Iceland. Icelandic kids don't just get one Santa Claus. They get 13 mischievous trolls roaming around oh, the country. Yeah. Uh, just like Snow White's Seven Dwarves, each of the 13 Yule Lads has its own personality, including the Doorway Sniffer. The, the Doorway sp- Sniffer. Yep. The Spoon Licker. Holy. The Sausage Swiper. The Candle Stealer. The Curd Gobbler. And the finally ominously named Window Peeper. This sounds like like a twisted version of Snow White. Yep. Each take turns visiting children who leave shoes in their bedroom window, dropping off presents for the good kids, and rotting potatoes for the bad ones. Yeah, take that. Right? Rotting potatoes really stink. Yeah, they're really bad. And they get like squishy. Yeah, they're gross. It's really gross. Like if you you get a rotten potato in the bag in your pantry, the whole, like you know it. Oh, they all go bad. So. Potato elf. Uh. Mary Lude in Wales. So a Welsh culture is ancient and steeped in superstition. It's not surprising 
that the residents of Southwell enjoy parading an undead horse around their villages. Wait, what? Yeah. Why do you have to clarify that it's an undead horse? I don't. I don't. I, don't, I didn't read this one. That's so. just a live. That's just a horse that's living. There's. That was an unnecessary descriptor. Oh, not an. Or is this a horse? No, is this a, a zombie it's horse? A zombie horse. Holy. Okay, this okay, got interesting. Now, yeah, undead horse. <laughs> okay. It's just. I think it's got a horse with a skull on its head. Oh. Okay. Um, the custom involves draping a white sheet o- over a pole with a horse skull attached to it and knocking on people's doors and giving them the fright of their lives. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know about that one. I don't I want to do, do that, that one. one. No. Uh, in Japan, Kentucky Fried Christmas. What? Yeah. Introducing the greatest Christmas marketing triumph since Coca-Cola popularized the fat, jolly, red-suited Santa. Uh, Christmas isn't big in Japan, but uh, KFC ran an ad in the 70s establishing the tradition of families getting a bucket of fried chicken on December 25th. And Good in fact, the holiday-themed Dirty Bird has become so popular around Japan that restaurants, KFCs, uh, take special orders months in advance. Wow, hey? Yeah. I had heard one time that when they when KFC expanded to Japan, they actually named the company Kitchen Fresh Chicken. I think that's what they started as, yeah. Have they gone... So no, are Kentucky they called fried. anything... It's, is it just KFC now? Like, Have they just... They've removed the name and it's just... They're just... It's just KFC. KFC? Like, there's no acronym to that anymore? I don't think so. They've removed the Kitchen Fresh and the Kentucky Fried. Fine. It's delicious. I enjoy KFC. You enjoy KFC. I don't get it very often, but when we do, I'm like, we should do this more often. Yeah. Do you you like KFC? I do like KFC. You really do? It's been a long time since I've had it, I absolutely do. I'm not afraid to admit that. You like Double Downs? I'll smash Dirty Bird. What's that? Double Downs? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had a double down. You're so you like double downs so much that you'll try and order them from restaurants that don't serve them. Yeah, the last double down I had was technically not a double down, not at least not by trademark brand sake. Mm-hmm. But the the last real double down I had from KFC would have been like like ten, fifteen years. The first time they did oh, okay, it, okay, like a long, long time ago. Yeah. Then they came out with it again recently, and I haven't had one from the, there. The double down revival. Yeah. Right. But our dodgeball team was out at a local pub one night when one of our, like, one of my buddies was like, you know what we should do is we should order double downs from here. So we put in special requests and they're like, uh, yeah, we could probably do that. Nice. And we, I think there was like five of us that ordered double downs from and a local pub. How uh, not it? bad. Not bad. Yep. Not, I feel like the, great. I feel like the KFC version was probably better. Right. Okay. But it was not bad. Okay. Okay. Yep. So, uh, there's a, a wine drinking witch in Italy named La Befana. And we don't mean your alcoholic auntie. Uh, <laughs> 12 days after Santa's visit on the eve of Epiphany, January 5th, families across Italy leave out a glass of wine and a plate of sausages for La Befana, who pops down the chimney on her broomstick. Oh, just classy. Yep. Yeah, just a plate of sausage and wine. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so she was apparently there witnessing the birth of Christ and was so devastated about she wasn't there. Uh, witnessing the birth birth of Christ, so she was so devastated about missing it that she spends every Christmas time gliding around the country searching for baby Jesus. Yeah, I don't like that one either. But I, I can get on board with the 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 KFC. Phantom Pooper, <laughs> Phantom Pooper, <laughs> and the and the thirteen elves that oh like, yes, mischievous little elves, the thirteen trolls. That's they're great names. Sounds fun. Yeah, you got more. I got two more. Holy, okay, let's do. I'm oh, sorry. No, let's give her spider webs in Ukraine. The Ukrainians take a different approach to Christmas, uh, swapping fairy lights for spider webs. The legend of the Christmas spider explains that a poor widow and her kids cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone but couldn't afford any decorations. So on Christmas morning, they woke up to see their tree blanketed in cob webs. So nowadays, trees in the Ukraine are decorated with fake spider webs. Interesting. It could be a neat look. Instead of tinsel. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't, like, as far as the long metallic little I, stringy tinsel, I, I haven't tinsel. done that since a kid. Like, when we were young, my parents used tinsel. I don't understand I feel like we just why they did that. Hold it out of my dog's throat most of the time. <laughs> like Right? It just gets stuck in the vacuum. <laughs> I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah, it wrecks the it. vacuum. The dog's like... It's everywhere. <laughs> the dog puts himself on a clothesline. You like pull it out of both ends and like floss him. And do you like, ever save that tinsel? I feel like they, 
Did you ever like used to maybe try? I can't remember, but it's certainly not something we do anymore. I don't do tinsel, and we don't even do garland anymore, which I find weird. I actually just noticed that this year. I was like, we didn't um, add any garland to the tree. I I feel like a lot of people just go for ribbon nowadays. Yeah, none of that either. We're just like straight up lights and ornaments, like like Christmas balls and yeah, lots of balls on there. Yeah, well, half and half. Like we got three kids. So too, they so got lots all their of kid own things on there now yeah. too. Like it's a, uh, it's not going to win the most like well put together tree, but right, it's colorful. Right, that's like mine too. Like I've been, that was a tradition in my family. My parents always bought me an ornament every year. And, right, and then when my wife uh, joined the family, she got one, and we've been married for ten, twelve, twelve years now. Do you do the the pickle, the Christmas you know, pickle? Yeah. I have is a Christmas a, pickle, but I don't know it? if I know why I have it. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we don't do it either, but there's like the Christmas pickle tradition that people do where they hide, somebody, somebody hides, hides the a pickle? pickle in the tree. And then the first, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Instagram people, but I believe how it works is then the first person to find the pickle in the morning, like Christmas morning, gets to open their gift first or something. Like there's some reward for finding the oh. pickle first. So somebody hides the pickle, like, Playing hide the pickle meant something completely different to me when I. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, I don't know if I want to hide the pickle in the bush or not. Yeah, but uh, so on Christmas morning. Yeah, I uh, I I have no desire to even begin that trend. It seems silly to me. Fair enough. So we got on the elf on the shelf bandwagon this year. That was one that like I didn't grow up with, but we adopted that, and it's fun. It's good. My my daughter never ever wanted to do the elf on the shelf thing. Yeah, and. Uh, I'd never had, like, my 14-year-old now never requested that throughout the years. I think by the time that came, well, that's an old tradition anyway, but by the time it became, like, new again, um, I think he was kind of old enough that he didn't care about it. Right. But I've got a four-year-old now, and he's at daycare, and they've got one at daycare, and so that's what triggered that. Oh, okay. Like, that happened. Creepy so. little toy that watches you while you sleep. Yeah, strange little thing. That's for sure. Fair enough. Ready? Let's do it. <laughs> So, the year's just about over. It's almost over. Thank God. <laughs> it was rough. It was a good year. Yeah, looking back upon it, it was a good year in some regards, in some metrics. Yeah, getting uh, through it. Yeah, it was. But it was. was it was a. Uh, it was a wild one. That's for sure. So. At the end of the year, we like to always kind of look forward and say, well, what are we expecting for next year? Mostly because people ask us and we have no idea. Right. So we just, <laughs> then we're like, well, they're asking, we should give them something. So we just made up a bunch of shit for today. <laughs> and we're like, people will believe us. So people will go around and be like, well, according to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. That's right. Um, deck, and we'll see how many people we can do. Deck boards made out of candy wrappers are the next best thing. Right. There's, there's a good idea. <laughs> Recycled cre- Christmas tree tinsel. Oh, yeah, there you go. As a deck board. What about just recycled Christmas trees? Sure. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're grinding up wood and putting it in the composite deck anyway. Why not use the Christmas trees? Yeah, why not? I did, why? I'm sure they do, actually. Yeah, I don't they know. must. Um, so. So, 2022 is knocking at the door. And, you know, especially for the last couple of years, people have really wondered, like, what's this year going to look like? And yeah. we're wondering it again too. We're going through doing all of our winter bookings and it's like, what do you expect mm-hmm. next year? And I feel like even on a normal year, it's a, you're kind of just throwing, throwing stuff at the wall. Like you're just guessing. You're just peeing into the wind. Right. I did that last night. Side <laughs> of the highway. It's cold out last night too, man. I'm surprised you tried that. I'm like, there's always the fear that you're going to, you know, it's going to be so cold that it's going to like come back up. Freeze back. Like, what freeze do you back in? Freeze back into you? It's so cold that it. You've never. I've never worried about that. No, <laughs> no. But this is ridiculous. <laughs> when I was younger, camping, and yep. as a as a small boy, you always wanted to pee on the fire to put it out. Oh right? yeah. Right. And my one of my dad's friends one time put the fear of God into me because he's like, no, you do that. The heat travels, <laughs> travels oh, up see? and burn your willy. So I've never worried about it freezing, but I've worried about it burning. You've worried about the burn, but <laughs> yeah. not the freeze. Yeah. So that was, I was probably seven when he told me that and it's still in my head. I've peed on fire since. Oh, okay. It doesn't actually happen. Oh, <laughs> but lots of experience. Fear. Yeah. 
sure made me hesitate that night. You can make OT. Um, What's OT? Uh, hold on, Brace. You can make Where are OT. We? I don't know what he's talking about. Overtime? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, uh, 2022 outlook. So just kind of six points we're going to touch on. Just trying to help, like, not tell people how it's going to go because we don't really know, but to just have the discussion and, like, have some talking points. About but it. if so, we're right, it was our idea. Right. And if we're wrong, we can delete this podcast and nobody will ever know. Nobody will ever know. They'll like delete know. this in July and then it's like, yeah, who's going to You know? said, no, we didn't. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. Uh, number one is uh, inflation. So this is not an industry specific thing. Inflation's happening all over the place. But what I can tell you is that uh, we're not immune to it. It's happening. I don't know that I've seen a single price list that doesn't have a price increase on it going into next year. And that's because of inflation? Well, maybe for a variety of reasons, but like, well, what's, what, what is inflation? I, I don't, I don't actually think I know. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, does anybody know what inflation the, is? The reasons for it are probably varied. Yeah. But the moral of the story is uh, pretty much everything's going to be more expensive next year than it will be than it was this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only outlier maybe is lumber, which we'll get to, but because it's a commodity, it, it fluctuates lots like, and it was crazy in 2021. So, right. But other things that are typically more stable seem to be across the board 10, 15%. That's a big, which is a like big jump. north of what the inflation is right now. But yeah. it's just like, but I think a lot of years, this isn't abnormal for there to be price increases from year to year. It's, pretty common actually. Um, but you know, on any given normal year, you do usually have some that hold. It's like, well, right. these guys are holding the price this year. No increase. This, these guys are going up 5%. Okay. That's, you know, that's what is inflation normally like two to 4%. Two to four, yeah. So it's not usually too, you know, far off that economic trend, but this year they seem to be a little bit, um, healthier. And that's like every, <laughs> that's everything across the board. Like we're talking like yeah. hardware, we're talking decking. Yeah tools and the the crappy thing is that a lot of these things had price increases mid-season this year already right to make right? up for things and that wasn't other things you know a few years ago that didn't really happen either a lot of times you'd kind of go into the season with your price and it was kind of fixed for the year not much changed right but this year that was certainly not the case we got some mid-season price increases from quite a few vendors and some of them had multiple mid-season price oh. increases and i think that's that's like raw materials for the most part we're changing and logistics like cost of shipping, which we'll get to as well. But that's the the story. Like things kind of went up as the year went on this year. And now going into next year, it looks like there's going to be another, another bump on most things. So did, did, uh, did lumber make that inflation too? Because like based on where it was last year, it was real high at the beginning of last season. Yeah. Well, let's get to that one then. So lumber, like Sorry. I said, lumber is a commodity. So it, it, uh, it doesn't like, it doesn't just do this gradual trend. It can be up and down every day okay. as a commodity. Like the price can be all over the place. If you look at the, like a pricing graph on lumber for the last little bit, it's wild. But the bad news is it's on its way up again right now. Mm. And so we did have like some ridiculous spikes in like May, June last year. It kind of peaked at, like four times higher than kind of industry norms from the year prior. Um, and then by about September, it dipped back down pretty much to where it was. Like it did, it, there was a big crash, big correction right at the right, end of the yeah. year in the fall. And so that, you know, made people hopeful that that would be like, that would we're back to normal and it'll right? stick around. Yeah. Uh, it's doubled since then. So now we're getting December and since the September prices, um, Commodity lumber prices have doubled again. Doubled, s- doubled since the September. Price. Since the September price, okay. so they're still half of what they were at the peak in 2021. But I don't know where it's going to stop. Like right. it's on an uptrend right now. The graph is doing this at the right. moment. It's going straight up. So, and there's a variety of reasons for that. There's uh, the obvious one from. I mean, it all comes down to supply and demand. Demand is still strong. Supply had caught up. And that's mm-hmm. why prices were dropping down. And now supply has been affected again for a variety of reasons. One, flooding in British Columbia, where yep. 14% of the continent's lumber comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, rail lines were down. Roads were down. Got a rail line back up. Multiple rail companies using the same. Like, it was just backlogged. They couldn't get product out. Right. So that causes supply issues. Um, you had the last couple of years, forest fires happening, especially in the, the Western U.S., which affected, the, you know, the number of 
what do I want to say? Loggable logs. Lockable Loggable logs. <laughs> like, so affected supply a bit. That's kind of maybe a bit of a hangover from that. You've got labor shortages continuing due to COVID-19. People trying to get labor increases, labor price increases, increases, as uh, John says there on Instagram. Um, trucking costs are still wild and that's the whole industry is still backlogged. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's still a continued strong demand. Um, and then every time that this stuff happens, every time that something affects supply, demand surges because people right. panic. Yep. Right. So a lot of lumber yards went into the, you know, are coming out of this year a bit heavy. So they were being, maybe being a bit conservative. And then all of a sudden it's like prices are going uh, up. Prices are going up and supply has been affected again. Bullshit. Yeah. Order, order, order. Right. Boom, boom, boom. There's a demand just drives things. And so I don't know where it's going to end up, but certainly right now, the way it's trending is up mm-hmm. and fairly steeply week over week. Right. So I don't know if it'll get back to where it was in 2021. Let's hope not. But but it might. Um, if it continues at its current trajectory for even another month or two, it probably ends up there. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, we got a couple comments here. There was a big one there. How's everybody else doing with labor shortages? My starting wage for labor is $18 an hour for someone with zero experience. That's TC Dex. I believe he's in Utah. Um, I think labor shortages are hitting every industry right now. Right. Like, yeah, I don't think that's solved yet coming out of this pandemic. Um, I don't know all the answers to that. I know that obviously there's been more government assistance that's been handed out and people aren't maybe as quick to rush back to work. There's potentially issues with, I don't know, with vaccination, just with like people's health in general. Maybe I don't know what's affecting people to not be out there looking for work, but there's, there's a bit. Yeah. There's a few reasons. I think we're talking like mental health is really pushing into labor shortages. Yeah. Like people are. I don't think the pandemic was kind to the mental health of the world's population. No, uh, it certainly has not helped in that regard at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what to expect to lumber being in the lumber industry. I get asked this all the time, especially from our contractors. These last two nights at our Christmas parties, like mm-hmm. what's lumber doing this year? And it's like, well, all I can tell you is that we've bought a bunch now when it's at a decent price, but they've capped us. Like we're not allowed to. Right. It's coming, right? They know, like, our distributor has lots of supply on the ground right now, so I was able to order a decent amount, but there was a cap. I wasn't able to order my whole year's worth. They're like, nope, that's not happening. Like, we're not going to empty us. Um, So we were capped, and prices are going up. So my next price list will be bigger than the one we're currently on. And how much supply do you think you got to have access to? About 25% of my... So annual we're, volume. We're talking one quarter's worth of lumber. Yeah, that'll be like, it'll be gone in the spring. This, you, you burn through like half your lumber by the right. end of spring, right? Yeah. So, yeah, all I can say is right now it's trending up. Where is it going to stop? Nobody knows. Mm. So, uh, I think I've asked this a few times, but in terms of cost of your actual deck, how much uh, does the lumber... Uh, increase effect cost overall well i said this a bunch in 2021 i'm more worried about the 10 or 15 percent on the composite than i am on the doubling of the lumber exactly like when we're talking actual dollars and cents yeah that's a much more significant impact to the total project costs the the 15 percent on everything else than Mm -hmm. the 50 percent on the lumber or the 100 percent on the lumber so yeah your your lumber portion of a typical project might be like it it is only 10 or 15 percent of the cost to begin with Right. Okay. So when that doubles, it's like, yeah, it doubles a bit, but 15% on the 85% of the other project mm-hmm. is usually a bigger number. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I don't know how you get ahead of it right now. These prices increases are coming. Like, unless, unless you're willing to build this winter, like if get your stuff done, built and started before March. Yeah. Like, well, exactly. You have to, and there's nothing wrong with building them in the winter. We've had, we did a whole podcast on why that's okay. Yeah. It's just that people don't think to do it. Right. It's not like the typical time to build for most uh, temperatures. Right. Like we've got product on the ground right now that was bought like already. So yeah, the new price increases haven't taken effect yet. So like scoop it while it's there and mm-hmm. save money. Yeah. Um, so anyways, lumber, it's a, it's a crapshoot, but it does like it's trending up. So there you go. So, <laughs> so there you go. Buy it. Well, it is I, what I it know. is. There's nothing you can do. Like, yeah, it's, it is what it is. Uh, and another thing that's kind of probably playing into all of that is just the general 
worldly situation on logistics and shipping things anywhere uh, from logistics. anywhere has not been resolved yet. So, um, you know, you've heard, you've heard all these horror stories where it's like, Oh, you, you know, a sea can used to cost us 2,500 bucks and now it's costing 17,000 and all that. Like yeah. that hasn't been corrected yet. So mm-hmm. we're still seeing this massive backlog and, and ridiculously high prices to truck anything, to ship anything across seas, mm-hmm. to do all that stuff. So prices are, are incredibly still high there. And of course that trickles down into the retail price mm-hmm. of anything. So like moving product and then that affects availability. And that's another thing that people keep asking all the time is like, well, how available is stuff going to be this year? And I have no idea because none of my vendors are really like saying they're expecting it to be an issue, but they all didn't say much last year either. In fact, most of them last year were saying won't no be an issues. issue this year. We're catching up. We're rolling off our product. It'll right. be a good year. And then it was a arguably worse year. So it was really hard to get stuff last year. Yeah. So uh, like I expect, I think from what I've read, like not from my vendors who are trying to sell you something, but from like industry news, it seems mm-hmm. to be that the logistics thing is going to continue to be an issue at least through 2022 and maybe a little bit beyond that too. So if you got product that's, you know, coming from overseas, that's going to continue to be an issue. Mm-hmm. There's questions as to whether the Olympics in Beijing are going to affect any sort of like product moving or, or anything like if that, right. That's that happening and tying up stuff in China. That's is the winter gonna, Olympics, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, whether that's going to have an impact on things. I don't know what impact it would have, but there, I've seen that mentioned a few times. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, getting stuff out of there. And then just within, you know, even when it's manufactured in Canada, the U S there's still the issue of getting it on a road or a rail somewhere, which right. you is, got to get the last 10% is still a sh- shit show. Yeah, exactly. And right. then you've got the ports issue, right? Port of Vancouver oh, yeah. is one of the largest ports in the continent and it's can't move anything right now. Right, they can't move anything, <laughs> so, and then the Port of Montreal is consistently on strike this year. Right, so good luck. Welcome to Canada. Like, it's uh, there's still plenty of issues there in moving product around, which affects cost and time of materials getting moved anywhere. So, um, like I don't know, this is shit this news is a, so this far. Is <laughs> it's like great 2020. Let's get back to like. talking about the 13 elves yeah. taking dumps on your floor. Like that was better I missed, news. I missed one, by the way. What did you miss? A radish carving in Mexico. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, play it out. <laughs> well, I got more bad news before the good news, so we might as well like interject with some smiles here. So they uh, in Oaxaca, the Mexican city of Oaxaca, the days before Christmas are marked with an event known as the Night of the Radishes. Where they carve giant radishes. How big is a giant radish? I've never seen a giant radish. Uh, they're saying... The size they, of an apple? No, they're, they're like the size of a pumpkin. Get out of here! Yeah. That's a turnip. No, it's a radish. <laughs> they're grown specifically and specially for this event and pumped with chemicals to grow to be grown to be immense. However, they die within a few hours of being displayed. So why? What's the point then? Pick something longer last. Just carve a pumpkin. I don't know. You know what we should do? Could should you carve a pumpkin? We should breed a radish. <laughs> That's as big as a pumpkin. It lasts way less, less They're Mexican, time. man. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. They're not Bill Clinton. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. He, uh, I think he was the governor of New Mexico or something like that. Clinton, yeah, close. sure. Yeah, we're close. Uh, number three, and I didn't want to have to put this one on here, but... Uh-oh. Because I, th- I thought we were out. But trade shows, Bryce, uh, I thought 2020 was going to be in the clear for trade shows. 20, 2021. 2022. 2020, 2022. 2020 was as well. And 2021, 2021 and 2022 too. Like, and the only reason I say this now is because we have a trade show coming up in January and then IBS is in February. Yep. I had my eye on both. We were going to the one in... Um, in Winnipeg in January, which I know sounds amazing. Winter peg. Um, <laughs> for sure, because it's an industry show. It's a buying show. Wade, we, Wade and I always go to this show because it's just like, it's our reps. It's not like you're going down to Texas and like schmoozing with people you don't know. This is the actual people you're buying from. Right. So we always go to the show. Uh, Wade's actually on the board of the show, so it'd be weird for him to not be there. <laughs> uh, not for the show, for the organization that puts on the show. So uh, like... I was looking forward to being there and I'm not, nothing has been said that it's not happening. It's still happening apparently. But what I'm saying is Uh, 
The government of Ontario yep. just announced that any large gatherings, sporting events over a thousand people now have to reduce to 50% capacity again. So now here come the restrictions again. Yep. So if that starts to filter out from there, which it will, which it will. Um, and we're a month away from the show in Winnipeg. It's quite feasible to think that there might be some sort of restriction that could impact that show in January. Unfortunately. And Manitoba has been pretty tough on the restrictions. Right. So, so like, I don't know. They just won the Grey Cup, so maybe they'll be, like, in a better mood and they'll leave shit alone for a little bit. <laughs> They're all still drunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It might affect that, and that w- that's going to really suck if it does. Well, yeah, and considering uh, we, as a as a vendor as well, have four trade shows that we're going to do in March, potentially. We have a bunch, yeah. And, like, I, we weren't booked in for IBS for sure, but, like... I feel like we were probably going to go. I don't I don't know that for sure. But like certainly it was on the table. We were excited to go because we missed Deck Expo. So yeah. then it was like, oh, if we're not doing this, let's do IBS. And now like does IBS get affected by this Omicron or whatever transformer, transformer <laughs> name they've given this one? <laughs> and then to your point, we're finally excited that we get our local spring home shows back. Yeah. Uh, we're in for a bunch of them between March and May. And like who knows now? Who knows? I don't know. Another year of uncertainty for trade shows. And like Deck Expo next fall is like, well, yeah, it sucks to miss this one again, but like next year for sure. But we might be on like wave nine by then. I don't know. (laughs) Right. It'll be the Xena variant. Xena? Yeah. Lucy Lawless is going to come out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know what's going to happen with trade shows next year. I'm just spitballing here, but I thought, I was hoping that, Things could be normal as far as the industry, like getting together and whatnot again. And uh, like, I feel I'm like there were confidence. trade shows this year. There were. We didn't get to go to them. More of them happened. And like, they did we happen. chose to not go to Deck X. Well, the show happened. Yes. But pretty much like every Canadian except for John. Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't go. Right. Like the vendors pulled out. The A lot of Canadian travelers pulled out just because of restrictions and the risk of going and the insurance complications and all this crap. So, I don't know, man. It, like, Wade would be so we'll mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wade's probably still not slept off his party last night, so he's likely oblivious to the fact this podcast is even happening right yes. now. Yes, yes, he is. So, I don't know. I'm fingers crossed that things can, can happen and can, like, at least get those shows back because I'm I want really looking forward to them. I really do. So, but that's all I have for bad news. The I figured I'd, like... Wow. I wrote this himself and got depressed, and so I was like, well, we should throw a couple good things on That was too. a lot of bad news. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. What is 20? It's not like things are just going to get better on January 1st. I mean, the, the like, only benefit is that if any of those things are wrong, then it's good news. Right. That a boy. Right. Look for opportunity and everything. <laughs> right. Uh, so the fifth thing I wanted to chat about was just, uh, you know, we talked about the demand for lumber continuing strong. Well, that's... That's a good thing as well. If you're a contractor, yeah, that's a good exactly. thing. That the demand for building things is going to continue, at least as far as what I can research and find and expect. Because I don't know either. There's always this like theory that because things have been so crazy for the last couple of years, well, there's got to be a dip. There's got to be a lull at some point mm-hmm. when all those people that built a deck that maybe weren't planning on it for a couple of years, but because they were home and because of everything that's going on, they were like, ah, let's move this project up and do it. Well, at some point that dips. Um, Everything that I can see seems to think that this whole outdoor living thing is not a trend. It's like, <laughs> it's here to stay. Yes, I agree. Um, it was it was before COVID and COVID just kind of like reinforced it. And now, you know, a lot of people that do these forecasts and stuff are saying like, this isn't going away. No. Like we've, people have been putting money in the backyards. They're enjoying it. And they're saying like, uh, even when this COVID thing's over, I still want to have a beautiful outdoor living space to enjoy oh, all the yeah. time. Yeah, for so, sure. Well, I even noticed that this year, even last year, uh, restaurants and stuff in town were looking for ways to expand their um, seating, right? Yeah. And even going into the winter season. Yeah. So for example, we have a we have a small um, microbrewery and pub in town called Pile of Bones. Yep. And they put up ice fishing tents in their patio and put really? heaters inside of them. Oh, that's cool. Because you can do it. Let's go there. You're right. Do you want to? Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> We're going to do that today. Um, <clears throat> so I myself can attest this because I have put more effort and spent more time in my backyard these last couple of years. I said that. It was like yard. 
Day like yard. Really East Coast there. <laughs> ah, I spent some time in my yard. Hey, hidey, hidey hole. Uh, but even in the winter, like I am you finding more this yeah, year. And I did last year too. Oh, and you did smaller one. I just went bigger this year. But last year I had built that little ice rink for the kids and I, I built like a luge track in the backyard. Yeah. Yard. Yard. <laughs> and I built a little Quincy little igloo thingy for like there was stuff to do in the backyard. We'd spend some time out there. It was fun. Cool. This year I thought I'm going to dedicate more of the yard, almost all of it to the rink because it was pretty small last year, but it yep. was kind of like a trial run. My kids loved it. So and now my four-year-old is really into hockey. He's playing oh, yeah. hockey now and he loves it. And so I went bigger this year and built a bigger rink. Man, he's out there almost every day. Skating around? Yeah, he loves it. Nice. And so, and the way I built it, it's freaking sweet because I've got this little, like little trellis thing off my deck and it like, it's, the rink is built right up to the deck there. Yeah. So like you can sit on the deck, put on your skates and whatnot. This trellis up there, I wrapped some like, some garland, like real green, not real, real. like. <laughs> okay. Green, not like silver. Green. Yeah. Yeah. That and Christmas lights around the trellis. So now we go out there, we plug in the Christmas lights, and I pulled up my propane fireplace to the edge of the rink. Heat it up. You turn on the fireplace, turn on the Christmas lights, bring out a Bluetooth speaker, put on Christmas tunes. It's amazing out there. For a little skate. It's awesome. Right. I love it. And then, like, the the warmth from the fire kind of glows there and keeps you warm. And if you need to get close and warm up, you can. We haven't had to yet. But it's just, like, it's been, like, this is the perfect way to spend an hour after supper every night. Out in the dark, listen to Christmas music, the lights on, the fire going playing hockey with the kids, like, it's fantastic. Why not? Like, I used to, the backyard used to be a no-go zone. In the winter? In the winter. Oh, yeah. It was like, when it snowed, it was like, I didn't even bother shoveling back there. It was like, nobody's going back there. Right. You right. just threw your little dog off the deck into the snow bank. Yeah. We like, might roll out there back. one or two days in the winter and go yeah. build a snow fort and then whatever. But, like, now, we're out there often. Mm-hmm. And so... We might, like, I don't know, there might even be some sort of, like, industry that develops out of, like, winter living in your out, in your backyard at some point. I don't know. I think you're right. I think we got to get into that. Yeah. So, that it's cool. I think that people should just embrace that. Embrace the outdoors. Right. It's good And for even you. the city of Regina as a whole is really going to try to embrace outdoor activity this year with this whole Frost Regina thing they're doing. Right. With, like, all these outdoor activities and, mm-hmm. I don't know, bands and skating rinks and, like, ice carvings and all this stuff they're doing and really kind of, like, you know what? Let's not all just hole up in February. Let's get outside and enjoy. It's most of the year, right? Yeah. Like outdoors. We live in a cold climate. We're a winter city, as they call it. Like we have a legit right. winter here. It snows and it gets cold. And everybody just goes inside. Right. So, yeah. Like we all love the four months of summer we get and we just go out there and we just rip it up. And then that's it's all like, we got. Then, we, then we're like, oh, it falls beautiful. Pumpkin spice latte. And then like Christmas has, happens and then it's like, all right, we'll see you in March. Yep. Every <laughs> most pulls of you up. later. <laughs> but it seems like people now are even like, no, man, like you, you can have fun outdoors when it's cold out too. Hot Dress for it and give something to do. Hot tubbing in the winter is one of my favorite things oh, to do. Hot. So the hot only time all year round, but the only time we ever go to the to the mineral spa in Moose Jaw, and I haven't been there for quite a while. It's shitty to go to in the summer. Like, it's no yeah. fun. The fun part about going to a mineral spa is going outside when the water, you're in water, it's like 100 degrees, hot as shit. Around you. And your hair's frozen. Yeah. Like, solid. Like, that's fun. So cool. Like, I, love, I love it. So, you're right. Hot tubbing in winter is amazing. So, that's here to say. I also saw, like, a trend that they're expecting or some, some people are expecting as far as design trends going into 2022 for backyards to be what, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this properly. I hope I don't offend anybody. Um, if I do, you can email me at Bryce at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Japandi, Japandi style yards. Japandi? Japandi? What I don't know how else you'd say it. Japandi? Japandi? So it's basically, so for the last number of years, we've gone through these trends of being very like modular, clean lines, like landscaping is like, you know, your grass comes here and it's a solid line to like pavers and like everything's like clean. And this style is more au naturel. Oh, so, like you put the pavers in the grass and let the grass go around them? Well, I, I think, no, I don't think that. I think it's more like making it look more like nature. Oh, okay. As it, in its natural thing. So right. not planning out every plant that goes everywhere. It's just like letting it happen. Some like overgrown grass and some shrubs that kind of like aren't planned out. It's not like shrub, 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 flower, flower, flower between it. It's like, it just grows in like, like it would mm-hmm. in the wild, yeah. like a more wild backyard. 
kind of bringing you a little bit closer to nature. I'm already there then. Right? I just don't even cut my... He's like, <laughs> you planted a bunch of clover and you're like, there you go. There you go. I'm happy now. So, like, when you look at pictures of this, I really actually like the look of that. Yeah. This, like, natural, and then especially if you start adding in, like, a little pond or whatever, and then you're... And then almost the way they've done it is, like, the deck... The deck and the structures become secondary almost like they kind of blend into right i mean there's a foliage and everything else and it's like more subtle it goes it goes towards our like island deck thing that we had been talking about right yeah a few previous episodes yeah like get your deck out into the yard right and so me i don't know what the source of this trend is maybe it's happening because people aren't getting out into real wild nature as much anymore so they're wanting to it to be brought to them kind of thing i'm not sure I, I like the design aesthetic mm-hmm. aesthetic. I also do really like the <laughs> I do really like the clean modern look lines too. I always admire those spaces too. I think they look super badass. But there's something about having it just being like I, I almost feel like this wild. Is, that would be like the trend where like because your deck just feels like an extension of your house as the general design is right. It's yeah. off the back door. But now if you're talking about this, it's the deck is a is a piece of your yard, not yes. your house. Yes. Right. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. Why do you put grass out there and then sit on your deck and look over it? Right. Yeah. And some some examples I looked at of that, it was like, yeah, stuff kind of like intentionally was like overgrowing almost onto the edge of the deck. So you just, Mm -hmm. there wasn't this defined thing. You're right. That the deck overpowered the yard. It was just kind of like blended into it a bit. Mm -hmm. It's a cool, cool aesthetic. I like, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to design that myself. Okay. Yeah. I get the clean lines. I get symmetry. I'm like, that's, that's how my brain works right. a bit. But for for me to be like, recreate nature. Oh, just go dump a bunch sh- of dirt on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let some things grow. Exactly. So, and then six point I want to talk about is you kind of mentioned already is just like continuing to see that the line between indoor and outdoor living continuing to blur. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about last I don't know, last year, a trend that we thought might we might see would be like outdoor offices starting to build. And I like that's not maybe hasn't materialized in a mass way yet, but they're still expecting that people like you're not a lot of people aren't going back to the office. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that design trend didn't catch on right away because people didn't want to do, you know, a permanent renovation to something that they thought was gonna be temporary. But now we know like there's some companies that are like, uh, this is how we work now. We're no longer leasing our space downtown. You all right, work from exactly. home. And even those that have gone back, a lot of them are like back for three days, home for two, yep. whatever, right? There's all these different flexible working hours and locations now that people might now be thinking like, well, if I'm going to be at home working, I'm going to enjoy the best part of my home, which mm-hmm. is outside. Uh, that will definitely influence the design of homes um, going forward. I know like in a lot of, warmer climates they have the like huge walls that just open up to the backyard yes so like my dream house has that right where it's just like it's like a garage Uh, door almost yeah yeah where your kitchen your yeah like the whole like up it goes and like it goes oh that's so good that's what i want yeah that'd be beautiful but anyways yeah so like as opposed to making it work right now where it's like you're sitting out on your patio set with your laptop on your knee it's like, well, maybe now you actually build in a little comfortable workspace that has some electrical to plug into yeah. and some lighting so you can work later into the night if you want. It's or the glare that always did it for me working some outside. Some coverage or some to control the glare, sure. Yeah. And then also the uh, the entertainment aspect too. Like, Oh yeah, you did a design with a huge TV. Right, yeah. This year. Yeah, that was that was one of the, the homeowners kind of request was like, we want to have people over and we're, to watch the football games, to watch Rough Rider games, 30 people. And we want to do it outside. Yeah. Like, and why not? Like, right. So good. So yeah, like designing those entertainment spaces into your deck. Now, like a deck used to be where you barbecued mm-hmm. and would sometimes eat outside. But now like it's so much more now. The backyard is like. It's where you live. Yeah. Outdoor living. Yeah. <laughs> Taking not, this seriously now. It's not an outdoor vacation spot. And I'd also mentioned just in here, the, like the winter use thing. Like it doesn't, you don't need to lock the back door and. No. Seal it up for four months and then <laughs> revisit it later. Right, exactly. Like, get outside and enjoy it. I don't know. Like barbecuing year, year round has been a, is a thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They sometimes mm-hmm. will do that, but I just think like getting out there a little bit further and enjoying it and like. Well, let's put it this way: you're still paying taxes on it in the winter, right? 
Exactly. Would you be pissed if you were in a house that <laughs> yeah. you weren't living in your house for four months? I think we always, especially because like, listen, we live in one of the most, like for populated areas, not including like the Northwest territories, it's very sparsely populated, but yeah, the, for the 90% populated area of Canada and the US, we live in one of the more harsh climates on the prairies here. Oh, like for sure. Winter is very dry, very cold. Um, Calgary's got those Chinooks. Right. So. And so, you know, we get, I think we get in our heads that it's just like, we think it's just cold, like, un, how am I trying to word this? Unusably? Un, un- like you, bearably like you, almost? Yeah. Like, because we get a really good cold snap in February all the time, it's like, you literally, like, you're not going in the backyard when it's minus 40, <laughs> but we tend to, like, halo effect that to the entire winter. It's like, that's well, always too cold. No, no it's not. No, it's not. Like, it was your average temperature morning, in the winter but, is, like, minus yeah. 15, and that's, minus 15, like... There's some people down in Florida right now be like, those guys are stupid. Like minus 15, you kidding me? But minus 15 is not that bad in a winter town. No. You you throw on your winter jacket, two commits, and you're good at minus 15. Yeah. You can still go outside and enjoy it. So there's lots of days in January and even February that you can still get outside and enjoy it. You don't have to hole up. Right. Exactly. So use your yard. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. And if you're in Regina, then go check out Frost this year. Like get out of the house and go check it out. Free plug for Frost. Right? Why not? I don't even know what it is. Neither do I. <laughs> I know the mayor announced it. It was the thing. Yeah, I know there's a lot of like family activities happening and whatever else. I intend to check out more of it so I can uh, take advantage of it. But I, I, I think this whole like, uh, um, what is it? Like adopt? No, just like accept winter. Oh, yeah, and like just let it. Enjoy it. It's gonna happen. For what it is. It is what it is. There's some people that absolutely love winter. Yeah. Like if you're you. Go sledding, like ice fishing. There's a yeah. lot of activities that some people are like, uh, yeah, no, I've always been enjoying winter, thanks. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're like, uh, this is not news to me. It's yeah. like my favorite time of the year. I'm getting out there. But anyways, you got anything else, Bryce? No. Okay. We got three of these to do. Yeah. So uh, you- uh, Yeah, that one. This one right here? Yeah. I'll see you guys next week? Yeah. Is it okay to say that right now? Uh, yeah. Happen. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.